Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the MindFit Movement Podcast. This is episode four, and today on the show I have Jamie Ray. Jamie Ray is a Canadian love and relationship life coach. He's also a comedy and screenwriter. He is an absolute fucking hilarious dude. Oh my God. Like, he is ridiculous. I I didn't tell him that I was recording and he just went on this tangent and it was ridiculous. So I started the show. I left that in there. I've started the show with his tangent. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. I'll let you guys just listen to it. But I think it is hilarious. Like, oh my god. He had me in stitches. Um yeah, so welcome back to another show. Hope everyone's doing well. Um so yeah, on the show, we chat a bit about fear and how we can overcome our fears, how we can increase our confidence, um, how to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. We also talk about a hero's journey and coming back, basically coming back to ourselves and living, living true to ourselves. Um, we talk about living from an essence place, which is that true, true to yourself, as opposed to an ego self. Jamie chats about um, and kind of describes what an ego is, um, what it's designed to do, and sort of how we can we can spot our egos and then learn to um, stop living from our ego and come come back to our essence self. Um, so yeah, there's lots of great nuggets in this one, guys, and uh, I won't get into too much detail about them. I'll just let you listen to the episode. Um, also. Thank you. If you are listening, thank you for listening and thank you for coming back each week and listening to every episode. Um, I can see an analytics thing and there is, you know, roughly about the same amount of views or or listens on each episode and I'm hoping it is the same people but also obviously expanding to to other people's ear holes. Um, I really do appreciate it, guys, if you are sharing it around and, um, you know, giving it to your family or somebody you think that's might find it valuable. Um, I also would really, really appreciate it if you um, supported me by subscribing um, and giving it a, giving it a good review and a, and a five star rating. Cause I really do want to grow this into something significant and get it out to, to more people and uh, to more people's ear holes. So, um, yeah, I really do hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. I think it's a fucking hilarious one and very, very knowledgeable. Um, there's a, yeah, like I said, there's heaps of gold nuggets and heaps of knowledge bombs in this. So, yeah, hope you get something out of it, guys, and enjoy the episode. Also, guys, the potty is sponsored by MindFit Adventures. And uh, MindFit Adventures is the adventure travel company that I'm getting off the ground. And basically... MindFit Adventures is um, a group adventure travel company that incorporates fitness, mindfulness, and self-development. And basically, I'm starting up MindFit Adventures because it is it is a way to help people reconnect to themselves. And basically, everything that I um, that helped me reconnect to myself, um, I want to put in a package and then teach it to other people. Um, so that's travel, adventures, 
um, mindfulness, fitness, and self-development. Um, so yeah, everything that I everything that I learnt, um, I want to teach that to people in one package. All right. So what you can expect on a Mindful Adventures trip is um, so let's just use Bali as a destination. So groups of like-minded people will go over to Bali. We'll all stay in the same accommodation. We do daily functional fitness workouts. We do different mindfulness activities like um, yoga and meditation. We also do um, all different active adventures. So there's a learn to surf lesson. There's hiking a, a live volcano to watch an epic sunrise. And then after the once we've hiked back down the mountain, we then go to natural hot springs um, that are from the volcano, that are heated from the volcano. We also visit some temples and some water healing temples. Um, and then also we incorporate self-development workshops throughout the trip. So teaching different things about... Um, different things are how we could we can incorporate new things into our lives like uh, being more optimistic and shifting our mindset to create a, create a more happy and fulfilled life there's also some relaxation activities that we do so you know chilling out sun baking coconuts down the beach um, we go to a place called Amo spa where there's traditional Balinese massages they have a sauna a cold pool and a jacuzzi there. <clears throat> so basically what you do, it's called contrast therapy and it's going from the hot sauna to the cold pool. Um, and yeah, it's really, really good for relaxation and recovery. There's a ton of benefits from that. And if you want to learn more, you can just punch in hot and cold contrast therapy and learn about that. Um, so yeah, guys, the trips are going to be fucking amazing. Um, we're going to be tons of fun. We're going to get out of our comfort zones. We're going to we're going to learn stuff about ourselves. We're going to meet new people um, that you know will probably be friends for life. Um, yeah, just have a, have an epic epic time. So if you want to learn more about Mindfit Adventures, you can go to www.mindfitadventures.com. Uh, you can book a trip there and learn all about our trips. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Mindfit Adventures. Also, we are uh, collaborating with influencers and um, affiliating with um, different studios, whether you're a fitness studio, yoga studio, movement studio, anything like that, CrossFit gym, um, anything that has a community or a following. We are collaborating with you guys so you can bring your community on one of our trips. So basically, wherever you want to go, we will organize the trip. Um, and all you have to do is get your passport, get your travel insurance, jump on the plane and come over. So yeah, like I said, if you want to learn more about that, head over to the website, check out the Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys on a MindFit adventure. Because like I'm in super like lounge mode here. Yeah, whatever makes you feel comfortable, dude. 
Yeah, I, I think, like, usually I put a crystal up my butt, but I don't think I'm going to be able to today. <laughs> <laughs> just lodge it up there, you know, just so I can fucking just put my root chakra on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you do when you have your buddies around? And you sit, yeah. like, you, you've got a couch on this side, and then, like, you're on that side, just lounging out, having a yeah, chat. Well, like, that's always what I do when I'm going to hang around people who are, like, a little bit negative and stuff. I just put a crystal up my ass and then it just kind of protects my energy flow. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a laser beam right at my anus, you know? <laughs> yeah. It blocks out all the bad energies, hey? Yeah. Yeah. It, it holds all the good energy so they don't like steal my good energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Does that shit actually work? Do, do crystals actually work? Do you believe in that? Um, I don't know. Like, you know, I'll, I'll hold a crystal when Kelsey and I record our podcast and I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of like placebo um you know and like essential oil she's really into it i like i haven't really gotten that on board with that stuff but i guess it does something you know mm. it helps it like it could be like you're holding it like i i don't really know about about that sort of shit but yo have you heard of an author rand completely random topic switch but an author called jeff brown no dude you gotta read his book soul shaping i just i just read it and i'm reading another one of his now yeah but everyone that i've talked to recently i'm just Particularly with people, I sent it to one of my buddies who's kind of newly on his spiritual path, newly on his healing journey. And I was like, you've got to fucking read this book. Like, like Jeff Brown's Soul Shaping, it's so good. Yeah, right. All right, yeah. I'll, um, I'll watch this back and then I'll take note of what the book is. Yeah, man. So, dude, let's have some <clears throat> fucking fun on this one, eh? Well, that was, like, I started recording that just as you were saying, I'm just like lounging out. And oh, oh, oh. Are we recording right now? Um, yeah, so that's going to be the start. Like you okay. talking about shoving crystals up your ass. Dude, I, I love that you didn't tell me that we were fucking recording. So it's like, <laughs> if you told me we were recording, I'd be like, oh, Jamie, you have to try and be funny. You have to try and be funny. Say something yeah. funny. But then, fuck, it just came out. Yeah, I want the fucking raw J-Dog. The raw J-Dog, just with <laughs> yeah. me, just sitting here with a crystal on my anus, yeah. just penetrating on my prostate <laughs> it feels great i'm in, i'm i'm aligned in flow and i'm ready to go fuck yeah dude Let's um so so uh, <laughs> yes welcome back to another episode of the mind fit movement podcast today i have jamie ray yeah you said it right and i love that thank you yeah so a lot of people are like uh, ray or ray Dude, like I'll be on a podcast, someone will be like, Jamie, Rhea, and all my traumatizing memories from being in grade school and like the teachers like, Rhea, Jamie, Rhea, and I'm like, fucking Ferris Bueller. Oh my God. You <laughs> fuckers. Say my name right. Say my name right. You know, there's yeah. fucking three letters in my name. How difficult is it to say Ray? Right. You know? Yeah. I but, have... It is challenging though. I think R-A-Y would be a lot more explanatory for people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how, I just said Ray and I kind of just, even before like we met, I was just like, oh, Jamie Ray. And, and then when we spoke, you were like, yeah, yeah, my last name's Ray, I think. And then and I was like, oh, I don't know why. Why it just came out perfectly like that. And you're one of the special ones, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Right. Most people, most people butcher that. So that that's how I knew that we were going to be friends. <laughs> I actually think we're so fucking aligned. It's not funny. Dude, like you and I have definitely, you know, some similar backgrounds. And I think a lot of the stuff that is kind of our work is quite similar. A lot of the things that, that we have to work through. Yeah. And because when I was interviewed on, on Kai's podcast on the Zura Health, 
it was one of those same things. I was like, oh, you know, I have a lot of kinship with you, even though Kai and I maybe hadn't hung out that much. I felt a lot of kinship with her from afar. And, you know, she's Kelsey's best friend. And then with you, it was the same thing because Kelsey was like, oh, my buddy Ant. And it was like, you know, we started following each other on social media. And I was like, me and Ant, you know, are kind of on similar journeys. And, you know, and so I'm so happy that we eventually connected and we still have never met in person. But I'm, you know, dude, like I'm, I'm obviously loving your evolution yeah, right man. now. And like you starting this podcast, like I'm super proud of you. And I think it's amazing how, you know, and like I've been watching from, from afar and you're stepping into your power. Like, Thanks, man. You, you know, your Instagram posts, your Facebook posts, um, you're really being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And I love everything you're creating with is mind fit body. Sorry. Um, so mind fit adventures. Mindfit Adventures. Okay. Yeah, that's the um, that's the travel company, the group adventure yeah, yeah, yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah, but, man. Um, just it, and I was just gonna say, like everything you're creating with that, like, you know, you are on your hero's journey, brother. And I'm yeah. and I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm really happy to watch you flourish. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so for anybody listening, um, can you actually introduce yourself? Because we've just been talking absolute garbage basically it's complete complete yeah. fucking nonsense yeah so um <laughs> introduce yourself jamie and um and what you do um yeah give the listeners a bit of an introduction to to jamie ray sweet man and the first thing i want to do is just, is tell mark if he's listening to this somewhere that i felt super insecure after watching that video of you and him recording a podcast and Mark's got his fucking, this podcast set up in his house. Mark is like the fucking Terminator of podcasts. He's got this, you know, big giant fucking dildo coming out of the wall. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like recording his podcast and dude, like my computer is balancing on nails right now. Like there is literally (laughs) a box of fucking nails and there's a hammer to the right. So we're really getting rugged here. (laughs) Raw dog J Ray. But yeah, so I am a dating relationship and life coach. Um, I'm also a screenwriter and filmmaker and comedy writer. And I guess kind of my journey, the best way to, ex- to explain it is I started off as a writer. Um, so I started off with like a blog called The Bro Log when I was in like my bro-y stage in my mid-20s, um, you know, was writing about like, you know, booze and partying and, and picking up women. And, and that's kind of where I started. And so I had this kind of, you know, male Maxim type website for a while. And then basically through that, I ended up building up a freelance writing career and started writing professionally about dating relationships and sex for various publications across North America. And then eventually that led me to coaching just from Mm. writing all these articles for various publications. And then people would be reaching out being like, like Jamie, like I love this, you know, blog or article you did for the good man project. It really, really spoke to me. And so I kind of felt called to the coaching space. Like it wasn't, my original plan, like my whole thing was because I was pursuing comedy and screenwriting. And my whole thing was like, you know, I'm going to become fucking a star, you know, yeah. I'm going to become a star, you know, like screenwriter, comedy writer, show creator, all this stuff. Then at 35, this was like what my subconscious mind was saying. Then at 35, I'm going to become a life coach. And it wasn't something that I even realized was really on my radar until I actually felt called to coaching. And I was like, whoa, like I've actually always had this thing in my head that I would eventually become a life coach. And then I obviously did not become a fucking star. I did not become a star. I did not become this, this Hollywood bigwig. And I mean, there's still time. So who yeah, knows? Not yet. Not yet. Exactly. And then, so I was called to coaching and then 
got into the coaching space and now I'm a dating relationship life coach. And, you know, with me, obviously I love to, to bring in a lot of humor mm. and a lot of weirdness and a lot of chaos and oh, kind of yeah. fun. And obviously, you know, doing kind of this work, working with people in, in their lives and, you know, more so just preparing the conditions for partnership, you know, whether that's dating or whether that's, you know, going into the family system. And I really try to bring a lot of fun to some lightness because I think humor and fun is just as important as doing kind of the deep healing work. So, you know, we, like we need to fucking come up for air sometimes and mm. just breathe and just laugh. And yeah, so that's like a little bit of me and kind of my journey that brought me to where I am. And um, yeah. So was the, was the brologue, was that more, was it humorous and kind of like, was it about, you know, like picking up women and, 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 and giving advice about picking up women? Is that what it was kind of about? You know, honestly, and it was like a smorgasbord of shit, you know, like I remember the first blog that I ever wrote was called the impenetrable pussy protector. And it was what? Yeah, the impenetrable pussy protector. And it's basically how women would like be out on a Friday night, and they would go to the dance floor, you know, four or five girls, you know, like on a girls night, and they would all put their purses, they would get in a circle. Mm. And they would put their purses in the middle, and they would flail their fucking elbows out and be like, girls night, girls night. And basically they were just swatting away all the dicks because it was about the girls. And I was like this circle, you know, and, and I remember being out one night and seeing this, this circle of women. I was like, that is an impenetrable pussy protector. <laughs> like yeah. there's no way a dude can get in this circle. And anytime a guy tried to get into that circle, they're like elbows out ladies and they fucking, you know, elbow so you were just guy. watching this. I was just watching this. Watching and, it like, unfold. Watching it unfold. And basically my childhood friend that we started the brologue with, it was honestly, you know, him and I at a bar, um, you know, pimp drinking, which is basically being at the bar and like leaning, like not even engaging in the bar, but mm. you're sipping on your drink and just leaning against the bar and just kind of observing. And we basically would sit at the bar and come up with ideas. We would basically observe what was going on. And it was really true to kind of where we were at when we were 25. You know, we were both single. Um, you know, we were into partying. We were into to you know kind of meeting different women it was more like lifestyle stuff that we were talking about you know there'd be dating relationships um we had a guy who did a column about gentlemanly stuff so it's you know it could be writing about different types of whiskey or writing about you know different types of bourbons and mm. you know how to tie a bow tie so it's kind of a bit all over the place but i was basically managing a bunch of different writers from all over north america and i was also writing you know my own kind of column in there about dating relationships, you know, kind of all, all the different things. And so it's funny because like looking back on those articles now, I'm like, these are so fucking bad. Like <laughs> looking, like it's so elementary looking back on it, but it's so, it's beautiful because like that was, you know, very much true about kind of where I was at that time in my journey. I was just mm. beginning. So it's really interesting looking back at it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how different you would have probably viewed the, the world in the dating space. Yeah, man. Like, I honestly didn't, like, I don't know if you can recall kind of your journey before kind of finding self-development, personal growth, relational development. Mm. And I like look back on my life now before it. I'm like, I was a fucking hurricane. Yeah. I was just all over the place. And, and you know, I, I'm not, I would love to hear your experience, but like for me, finding personal growth work, finding relational education was basically like finding another planet. Mm. 
it was like, but this is the planet. I was like, I've been on Earth, and Earth is sucks balls. Yeah. Earth is fucking terrible. And there's this other planet, like, you know, it's a combination of like all the other planets combined. Fucking yeah. Pluto, fucking Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, all of them in one. And I was like, what is this other realm? Like, I don't, people are speaking a different language. They're using words like alignment and, yeah. you know, crystals up your anus. And <laughs> all these different things. Like, what was like your experience like, and like finding the self-development space and kind of hearing about these things? Was it, was it kind of, did it just open up your world and like, you know, Oh man, it was, it was like a complete 180 degree, you know, switch. Um, mm -hmm. Basically I, I was a sad fuck. Like I was mm -hmm. super sad and I spent basically all my twenties mm -hmm. trying to find happiness and fulfillment in material things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in job status, in um, making money, you know, buying buying a boat, house, you know, having you know having nice cars and stuff like that, but yeah. it just never made me happy. And also, you know, thinking that I had to go, I had to be around friends all the time to be happy, mm -hmm. and you know, like always going out, and then yeah. because I've I've dealt with a bit of so, um, social anxiety. Um, then I would drink and then take drugs and get fucked yeah. up. And yeah. then, yeah. and then I would be, I would just feel like shit for the next three days. Right. Mm. For one night of thinking I was having fun, you know? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then it all, it all started when I went traveling. Um, yeah. So basically if we step back a little bit, I, I was engaged to a chick yeah. and um, you know, there's a whole fucking story in that in itself and about, <laughs> and about how like wrong, how, well, I only did what I knew how to with the resources that I had at the time. So, yeah. you know, I thought that I had to be, um, married and have mm -hmm. kids by the age of 28. And it was like a subconscious thing. Um, even though there was sort of like in the conscious mind, I, I thought about it, but I didn't know why I was thinking that. And mm -hmm. And from what I've learned is that because my parents were young, like 28, my dad was 28 when he had me, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought that's what I had to do. thought that was like how you evolved. Um, so I basically pushed a relationship that wasn't right. Yeah. And, um, you know, like nothing against her, like mm -hmm. she was a great person and everything. But I kind of, yeah, pushed that along, even though when I... I knew it wasn't right, but I kept, yeah, like I kept pushing out the intuition of me saying that this isn't right um, to basically, and also I didn't want to hurt her feelings by breaking up yeah. with her and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we ended up splitting up and then I was like, fucking hell, like what the fuck is life about? You know, like everything that I thought, that I knew that I had to do and what life was about, like I don't have anymore. Mm. I've lost, I've lost my house. I've yeah. lost my fiance. Um, I've lost my dog, right? Mm. I'm now living in my dad's house. That's like in this back room. That's a shithole. It's cold as fuck. Um, you know, like everything that I've worked for is gone. Mm. You know, what the fuck? And then, 
I think it was like after Christmas or something, I was walking along with um, my cousin Julian, you know, Julian and yes, yeah. yeah, big Jules. And he, um, I turned like, he was, he was like, I think he'd just got back from traveling or something. And he was kind of like, had a good spring in his step and stuff. And I was just yeah. really depressed and sad. And I was yeah. like, dude, what the fuck is life about? Like, you know, I've just been through all this, you know? Yeah. And he's like, um, mate, I think it's just about having fun and doing things that make you excited. Mm. And then I, I just had this, like this, this thought, I was like, Oh my God, I can now go and do all these things that I wanted to do. Um, when I was with her, but I couldn't do them because I was with her. Now I'm not saying that she stopped me from doing these things. Yeah. I stopped me from doing these things yeah. because I thought, Oh, I can't go and work a snow season um, because I have my fiance and she doesn't want to work that snow season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I abandoned a lot of myself mm. um, to please her. Right. Mm. And then, so basically I was like, all right, sweet. I'm going to apply for a working visa for Canada. Mm. Um, so I did that and I got that. And then I, um, I, it just happened to be that my cousin was getting married in Italy and yeah. the whole family was going over. So we organized a, a trip to Europe. Um, yeah. So I did like 10 weeks in Europe and then moved to Canada. Mm. And um, yeah, we were, what happened? We were in my dad's hometown in Italy or okay. Sicily, right? Mm -hmm. Tiny little town, like not much going on there at all. And there was yeah. all these young fellas hanging out. And like, I was just like, do these guys work? Like, what are, <laughs> like, what are these fucking slack asses doing? What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. then like, there was young couples and they were living with their parents. You know, like when I say young, maybe 28, to 35 yeah yeah um and i was like i was like dad what's up with all these guys just hanging out like mm. do they not fucking work and he goes he's like the employment rate here is like 70 30 like there's no employment like 70 percent unemployed 30 percent um employed and he's okay. like why do you reckon my dad left and moved to australia right yeah. he's like because he if he said if he if his kids wanted to be anything or have a, any good opportunities, he needed to be in a place where there was opportunities and Italy yeah. does not have opportunities, right? Mm. Well, specifically where they grew up or they were born. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of just like, wow, like, and they were reasonably happy people. Like they were hanging out. They were, they were like laughing and, you know, connecting with each other and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, these guys don't have any jobs. So they probably don't have any money. They're living with their parents, right? But they're still fucking happy. Mm. I was like, what is going on with me? Like, <laughs> I, have, I have a house. I had a yeah. great job, high paying job, right? I had all this shit um, and I was fucking miserable. Like, yeah. I'm like, there must be another way to look at life. Yeah. So... When I moved to when I moved to Canada, that was when because um, Jules was living there and yeah. he he had already been on his self development journey 
And um, well, I kind of think that he's always been that way inclined, looked at life in a different way. Mm. And especially through his acting, um, mm. acting studies, he's had to like look at a lot of his internal shit and stuff yeah. from his past. Yeah. Um, so he was really good to talk to. Like we had some very, very good conversations. Like, yeah. Like I was a fucking mess, man. Like I hated myself. Like yeah. I had no self-esteem, like zero, you know? Yeah. And if I, <laughs> three years ago, if I had a thought that I was starting a podcast, no fucking way. I would not have even thought I would have been like, I can't do that. Mm. You know, I've got a shit voice. I can't fucking connect with people. I can't have good conversations. Right. Mm. Um, so yeah, it kind of started that way. And I, he, he, he did help me a lot. He was like, dude, you're not dumb. You're not, you know, you're not an idiot. Like you're a good looking guy. You're smart. <clears throat> Just because you think that you're um, not smart intellectually or whatever, yeah. doesn't mean you're not smart in other ways. Yeah. And um, yeah, that basically like just having that, that support um, yeah. made me feel good about myself. And then, yeah, like, so we just started having these conversations and then I was in, um, I was actually in a bookstore um, with the chick that he was seeing at the time. And yeah. <clears throat> it, it was Banyan books. Do you remember, you know, oh, Banyan? Yeah. I fucking love Banyan books, man. I go in there and I feel like, you know, it's like a spiritual vagina or something there. Oh, mate. When I first walked in there, I was like, what the fuck is this place? You know, there's like all this, you know, like, you know, hippie kind of music, you know, like yeah. raindrops and yeah. incense fucking burning. And there's all and this. And the smells and stuff. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. this is not a normal bookstore. bookstore. Dude, I feel fucking enlightened just stepping in there. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even though when I walked in there, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was kind of yeah. like, there's Another something about rap. this. Yeah. And yeah. then, <clears throat> so she's looking around at all these books and, you know, she's like, this is my favorite bookstore, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I was kind of looking at some shit like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't know what the fuck this is. And, and then I, I kind of turned to her and I was like, I wonder if there's a book um, that could teach me how to get over my ex. And mm. she's like, oh, right this way. And then like we went to this aisle was like self-help for men. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then picked up a book off the shelf and I was like, no, nah, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like can't read it. Cause mm. I, that's the other thing I never read. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I never read and I had this thing in my head that I was a bad learner and mm. I was fucking dumb because of mm. what a teacher, a teacher said something to me when I was younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and then she's like, well, like just try this other one and I picked it up and I opened this page and this sentence read, um, it said, look at how your dad was treated as a man or his masculinity was viewed mm. in your household growing up. Mm. And it kind of just fucking hit me. And I was mm. just like, Whoa, like, what was I, the answer? Well, I feel like I'm a bad man because mm. of the disruption that happened in my family when my mum and dad broke up. Mm. So like my dad kind of was perceived as the villain um, yeah. because yeah. he fucking broke the family up kind of thing, Yeah, mm. um, which it wasn't that way. And so my whole family viewed him as a villain. And then even like my Nana um, 
So I started making stories up in my head when I was younger that yeah. because like, cause I'm a, I'm a boy or I'm a man. I'm, yeah. I'm like my dad kind of mm. thing. And, and men are villains kind of thing. Mm. And then my Nana said something to me. We were like making caramel sauce or something. And <laughs> like, I would have been fucking around doing something silly. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. she kind of was like, stop that. You're just like your father. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that wow. was kind of just like, well, my dad's a villain. Mm. Now I'm a villain, which I'm makes like me my dad. A, I'm just like my dad. Yeah. And I'm a piece of shit kind yeah. of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, fuck it. I've got to get this book. Mm. So mm. it was called backbone. I don't know if you've read it or you've heard of no, it. No, I've never even fucking heard of it. No. Oh man. So such a good book. And it was like, yeah, it was so opening for me. It was basically, yeah. it's about regaining your true masculine power. Yeah. And, love it. Yeah. And like, even just, it taught me the meaning of um, true masculine power. You know, like when you think about masculine power, you think about these guys that are rich and they drive big cars and they've got power over people and, you know, they can, they can boss people around and, you know, and talk, mm -hmm. talk badly to women and stuff. So yeah. that power, the word power never really, I didn't like it because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> because like, you know, I think often, particularly if we're going to talk about like a survivalist type world and, and, you know, and like, I kind of think of it like this, that we're the first of the thriving generations, just in the sense that like our parents were kind of the last of the survivalist generations mm. and they sacrificed so that we could thrive and mm. we could go on this kind of inner exploration. And I really feel like we're at like a crossroads because I think in a survivalist type world, we look at power as accumulation of things, obviously, which is kind of the track that you were on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to accumulate things where I'm probably after some sense of safety and security. You know, I'm, I'm going to get the house. Yeah. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get the girl and, and be married. And so it's all trying to, you know, extort validation. It's trying to extort our worth, achieve some sense mm. of power because we have things and then we realize that obviously, you know, if we feel disconnected from ourselves, how can we ever be powerful if we're disconnected from ourselves? Mm. And if we're after those things where we're not actually connected to our bodies, we're not actually connected to our emotional worlds, then we're, we're so powerless because power is connection. Mm. Power is working in cohesion with mind, body, soul, spirit, our emotional world. And I really feel like you know, our parents, you know, and, and it's, you know, you talking about your dad coming over from Sicily, from Sicily, you know, to Australia, so, so you could have a better life. Like this is, they give us this amazing gift of this mm. inner exploration, where we could almost rediscover what it meant, what it meant to be a man of power. Mm. And I really connect, man, with what you're saying about, you know, maybe not growing up with the best examples of what healthy masculinity looked like, because my dad is the most amazing father ever and I would never ever want to say anything against him, but he's quite passive. Right. Mm. And so I didn't grow up with that example of what it looked like to see a man really in his power. Right. Meaning, you know, he's, you know, if we're going to talk, you know, masculine energy, it's directiveness, decisiveness, um, you know, it's forward movement. It's, you know, being able to be connected to who you are. And that's where I think you and I, there's a lot of connection because a lot of my work is about integrating what I call the hero quality, mm. which is this ability to 
increase our tolerance for our own discomfort, mm. which is by, you know, integrating more fear into our life. Cause I, I, I know you can connect with this as well, but like fear was such a huge sabotage for me. And it's because anytime my, and it's because I wanted to feel safe. I wanted to feel secure. So I would try to control things because I was trying to extort some type of certainty, some type of safety and uncertainty just freaked me the fuck out. That's yeah. where my whole nervous system would go into overwhelm and I would literally contract myself. And fear is for, I think guys like you and I, where we struggle with a core wound of incompetency. It's our fucking liberation. Yeah, fear dude. is where we expand our life, where every time we integrate a new fear and we actually integrate it like on a cellular level where we engage, it's like you even doing this podcast, probably before each podcast episode, there's a bit of that butterflies yeah. in the stomach, a bit of the sweaty hands, a 100%. bit of, a bit of this feeling of delirious kind of overwhelm, like you're kind of out of sorts, like you can't really ground yourself. But yeah. every time you do that fucking podcast episode, you've stepped into a little bit more of your power. Yeah. You have stepped in, you've claimed something that you, that you didn't have before. Yeah. So it's yeah. basically power that in your childhood that you maybe had given away because you were a boy, you were trying to figure it out, you know, so you were trying to accum accumulate safety, security, control, certainty by getting all these things. And meanwhile, thinking you were getting power, you were actually giving your power away. Yes. Because your power is that inward journey to cultivating a connection with all that you are. Mm. And when we embrace all that we are and we create this free-flowing um, ecosystem between mind, body, spirit, everything, and that's through the process of integrating our fears, then that's where we really step into our power. So every podcast episode you do, every time you face a fear, an up level where something feels a little out of reach or something feels um, a little too far stretched or, or where we don't feel capable. And because I struggle with the same stuff too, you know, and, mm. and it's where I engage in something where I previously didn't think I was smart enough or I mm. didn't think I was capable enough. And we're able to, you know, be in that discomfort mm. and experience the ton, the, the white light on the other side, which is that feeling of like, I did it. I'm alive. It went pretty good. I feel fucking powerful. Yes. You know, and, yes. and I really feel um, that has been a lot of my work. Um, and, you know, since I've gone into the coaching space, like I'm still a rel relatively new coach and it's been a continuous path of claiming a little bit of that power that I had given away when I was younger. And I really think, um, you know, what we inherently in a survivalist culture what we do to try and seek power is actually us actively giving our power away okay because how can we be powerful if we're actually disconnected from who we are the most powerful person in a room mm. is the person who knows himself the best yes 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 so that's actually something that i wanted to talk to you about was yeah. um <clears throat> like the hero's journey yeah and what like for, for people listening how would you explain a hero's journey and yeah. and why would you encourage somebody to start like looking at their hero's journey yeah and um it's funny you bring this up because i'm doing a instagram live tomorrow with my old life coaching school where i was certified through and it's i'm doing an instagram live about storytelling 
and about how to find your unique and authentic voice as a coach. And this is something, have you ever heard of Joseph Campbell? Oh, he's got like, like, he was the angry therapist. No, no, no. Joseph Campbell, he died in 80, he died in 87. I just looked it up. He was born in like 1904. And like, I had never heard of him until the girl I was doing this call with today brought it up, but he has a book called a fear or a hero of a thousand faces or something, but it was basically the methodology around star Wars was based off of it. It's basically kind of the construct of the hero's journey. And like, I haven't read the book, but I just fucking wrote it down on my list. But these were things that I was already kind of intuitively doing in my coaching practice with my clients. But I kind of like to think of it like this for one, when we go on a healing journey or we go engage in a process of our own transformation, we are essentially engaging. I really think that's kind of the beginning of the hero's journey when it's the journey inward where we're going to begin to look at, you know, all our wounds, all, you know, those, those places where we gave our power away. And it's almost like that point where we kind of get down the personal growth track. It's like, it's like in a movie when, you know, kind of the montage comes and we're kind of going up the mountain towards the climax of the story. Like this is, this is the, the grist of our soulful journey where we're really going to carve out our hero quality. And I really think anyone who's on a healing journey is on a hero's journey because if you think about it, the hero's journey is the path towards your higher self. Yeah. Which is the path towards um, essence. I believe. So it's kind of the death of ego path and the birth of essence path, which is what you could characterize as a spiritual awakening. Mm. But it's basically, I am going to move towards that soulful self. I am not going to live for those identities. So I'm, I'm, it's an unbecoming. I'm going to move all the mass identities and I'm going to get to the pure heroin crystallized version of who I am. Like I'm literally going to get back to the boy I was when I was eight years old and I built an adaptation on the playground because I was bullied and I Mm. told myself there was Mm. something wrong with me. I'm going to get back to that fucking boy, the soul of that boy. And like for me, you know, one of my masks and identities was party boy. I wanted to be the extroverted guy at the party that was always, you know, a people pleaser, but there was this more sensitive, soulful boy within who used to love writing poetry in his bedroom. Mm. And I was bullied for my sensitivity when I was in school. And part of my hero's journey has been getting back to that boy who used to write poetry in his bedroom and telling mm. myself that it's okay. So it's getting back to the essence. And it's like that part of you that's written the cosmos that it's, and Jeff Brown, the author I told you about, it's like your soul scriptures. It's basically figuring out why you're here. Mm. And yeah. oftentimes if we look at our story, usually our, our, greatest superpower is our biggest area of vulnerability yeah man the area that we struggle with the most is it it becomes our work and once we integrate that on our work and we literally put a cape over that vulnerability and we literally wear that vulnerability with pride and power Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i think of the hero's journey and like for me what's interesting and i think you'll be able to relate to this as well but you know, I kind of identify as an underfunctioner um, of someone who has a core wound of incompetency. And the hero's journey for the underfunctioner is actually what I call the hero quality, which is actually, you know, how can you increase your tolerance for discomfort? Which is, you know, because we're, we're fear sabotages us. So how do we embrace fear, integrate it into ourselves, expand our world? Um, it's individuating from the family system. So it could be if we have an enmeshment 
with mom and, you know, actually being able to be somewhat isolated just in the sense where we could move into relationships and we, tr where we ignore intuition because we're trying to extort safety or security mm -hmm. rather than learning how to actually advocate for mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, so the hero's quality is the ability to, you know, advocate for your needs, the ability to set boundaries, the ability to, um, you know, look at maybe family enmeshment, um, you know, and, and integrate all these things. And it's, it's kind of just interesting how I think for you and I, our, our hero's journey has actually been about adopting more of that very hero quality. But, yeah. um, but I really think, man, like, you know, the hero's journey. And, and when I bring it up in my sessions, I'm like, what would the hero of your story do? Mm. If you were to be your hero right now, what would you do? And that is essentially how in this movement, how in this moment can we move towards our higher self? Yeah. How can we move towards the, the higher vibration thing? Yeah. It, it could be, you know, we're in a fight with our girlfriend and, you know, the higher self move, which is becoming the relational hero is, is be the first one to admit that you fucked up. The first one to prioritize the connection, the first one to break the walls of your shame and be, I'm sorry, I'm a work in progress. I really fucked up, fucked up there. Yeah. I overreacted. I would love to make amends. This connection is so important to me. And yeah. so it's, it's connecting to your heart. Mm. The yeah. first one to connect to your heart, you know? Yeah. Um, can I just interrupt? Can you just yeah. watch your, watch your um, microphone on your top? It's just scratching it. So oh, is it's it? Com yeah, it's coming through. So it'll is, it better if I, is it better if I lean over like this? Well, if you, if you lean to the opposite side, it'll probably not rub on your hoodie. You this side? I mean? Yeah. Is that better? That's, That's better? better. That's okay, better there. Good. Yeah. So as long as it doesn't rub on your hoodie, then it, it'll yeah, be yeah. right. Yeah. Got it. Um, so can we go back? You said something about, um, I don't know if you said stepping into your higher self instead of being in your ego self. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, this is a lot to do with like when you go through a spiritual awakening, but, but I really constitute it as the hero's journey, which is, you know, obviously, you know, it's important to have some, we need to have some element of our ego because our ego is where we get our ambition. Our ego uh, is where I'll just stop you there, please. Yeah. What the fuck is an ego? Because a lot of people that are listening, they're going to be like, what's an ego? You know, like, what, yeah. what does ego even mean? Because, you know, it's like a buzzword in the self-development realm, you know? Yeah. It gets used a lot about, you know, your ego this and your ego that and blah, blah, blah. So would you be able to explain a little bit about the ego yeah. and, and what that is? Honestly, I really simply kind of identify the ego as the indiv individualized self. As, you know, if we're going to think, so it's important to have this element of separateness. Because if we're going to get like really woo-woo, um, you know, essence would be, you know, unity consciousness, that we're all one. We're one with other human beings. We're one with the fucking trees. We're one with Mother Earth. And then the ego, I really see it as kind of this separation that we're our own individualized self. And I really feel like when we have, you know, maybe too much ego going on, everything that we're doing is to actualize self. You know, it's, it's the accumulation of things that our whole purpose is to, you know, accumulate more wealth. It's to accumulate more power in our career. And I feel like, you know, when we get more of the combination where like an ego and an essence can work 
in synchronicity between each other, where it's we still know that we're capable. We still feel um, we have something of value, you know, whether, you know, our ego could be, we know we're a talented writer, mm. but you know, it's coming from a place of essence because it's coming to serve and connect other people. And when we're creating, we're, we're, we're channeling from something more of source where it's more living through you. And so I really just kind of simply put, see the ego is just the purposes of an individual self that, you know, we're going to constitute and engage in things that are with the really direct purpose of just serving the individual. Okay. And a place of essence is a more of, um, you know, more of a unity consciousness that we're all connected to other people and we play a really small role. Right. So in essence is like, we have something to give, you know, there's a little bit of ego there, but it's coming from a place that we know we're just a small, tiny piece. And it's kind of that knowing that we don't, we're, we don't actually really matter that much. We're such a small, important piece of the pie, you know? Mm. So what a, <clears throat> What's the ego designed to do? If uh, is it is it to keep you safe, um, but also is it to to make you step into your higher self? Like, I'm just trying to get the the definition. Yeah, right like here. I definitely think that you know our ego is is important to 100 like keep us safe, right? You know, to 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 protect us, and you know I think it's necessary to have some element of an ego for us to do anything. Right. For us to be able to fucking get out of bed in the morning, we have to believe that we're capable. We have so it to can believe. be healthy. Yeah, hundred percent. And like Jeff Brown, again, the author I was I was talking about, he really has this. So his whole concept is grounded spirituality, which is the bridging of Eastern and Western uh, uh, philosophies. And whereas more in Eastern philosophies like Buddhism and stuff, let's completely eradicate the ego. So let's only be in a place of essence, right? Like let's be in a place of we're all one. We don't really matter. And, you know, more in Western society, it's very self-serving. You know, if we're going to look at like corporate America and stuff, it's very kind of ego driven. And he talks about the process is we almost temporarily need to eradicate the ego and go into this space of just woo spirituality where we excavate all our kind of inner emotional train face ourselves and then we come in with a more integrated ego is kind of his approach where we really kind of get to the bottom of, you know, our wounding from, you know, maybe we experienced trauma or whatever our work is, you know, like the ways in which our parents weren't able to be there for us, you know, mm. becomes our journey of reparenting. Mm. And his kind of example of it was the best that I had seen because it was something honestly that I was curious about, like what is really the difference? And he broke it down in a beautiful way where, you know, it's temporarily like removing the ego and then it's working with it and integrating it into a really healthy capacity because mm. we do need to have some element of an ego. Like if we're going to have no ego, then we're just fucking floating on a cloud. Right. You right. know? Yeah. That's interesting that it can be uh, healthy and also unhealthy because yeah. like, before I learned anything about ego, I don't know a lot about it, but I always just thought, you know, like people would be like, oh, he's got a big ego, you know, like it's yeah. a guy that's kind of like arrogant and thinks the sun shines out of his ass, right? Yeah. And I never knew anything about how your, your ego holds you back from doing things. 
um, how your ego is like basically you can do things to try and come across like mm. you're, you know, like a good person or, yeah. you know, you're like people even do things to make it look like they're enlightened, but they're really not, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the beauty of social media, I guess, these days. People can post all the fucking quotes and share all yeah. the memes and everything. But, um, you know, it's their ego trying to put out there that they're on this journey and stuff, but then they never integrate what they're learning. So, 100%, man. Yeah. Like, I always think, like, the most enlightened, the people who, you know, perceive themselves to be the most enlightened are actually the least fucking enlightened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, enlightenment is really just having a really cohesive relationship with reality that is what like you know and jeff brown again i'm bringing him up a lot because i've been so stoked on his work <laughs> and, and he talks a lot about that and i think it's really important that we get to like a balanced synchronicity where there is an element of ego but it's in a really healthy way mm. and it's working it's working in a mutual tandem dance with our essence and you know like what you're speaking about i feel like um sometimes you know when we struggle with our self-worth we'll have the capacity to either deflate which is to tell ourselves we're a piece of shit mm. or we'll have the capacity to self-inflate i'm yeah. the shit yeah and my capacity was always to self-inflate mm. was always to be like i'm so fucking gifted i'm mm. so fucking talented okay. i'm fucking you know so fucking you know like not to that extent but and and um like do you fall more in the deflate spectrum yeah definitely deflate yeah 100%. yeah and, but you and i again would, would have struggled with the same thing mm. but we just had different ways of coping with it exactly is it yeah it's yeah. so interesting because yeah it's that um it's that uh what is it self-esteem or confidence or whatever that you lack yeah but to um i don't know how do i explain it um i i will shrink so i don't be seen at all so people don't know i'm there mm. um and then i can't be you know, I can't be scrutinized for, mm. for having low self-esteem or whatever. Whereas you will inflate to make it look like you have more, like you, you do have everything under control yeah. and you, um, what's it, what was I going to say? Um, fuck, I've, I've lost my train of thought, but that's oh, okay. good. Well, a little yeah. bit of a, like it's struggling with the shame. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, um, you know, to like, get, and I totally resonate with what you're saying. It's like, give you an example. And I still find myself, and this is, this is like part of my shadow with me too, where, um, is it okay if I sit like this? Is that fucking Yeah, up? that's good. That's actually good. Yeah. That's okay. Cause it's not touching your hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not touching myself. I, I like to be able to see you a little closer because I'm leaning back. I feel a little bit disconnected from you. You know, <laughs> you want to get closer. All right. I want, I want to get closer to you because we're, we struggle with the same core wound, you know? Keep, um, keep those fucking crystals away though. I know, I know, dude, it's lodged in my butthole. My butthole's so tense right now. I feel like coming out and I'm just tensing my asshole cheeks to, like to keep that shit in there. But it's like, you know, to give you an example, I'll see people being successful online and still mm. sometimes, or people that are connected in my in community and still a lot of the times the go-to is to be critical. The yeah. go-to is to be like, oh, like they're not that good or something. And that is like my shadow self this jealous competitive part of me mm. and what it's and what's really underlying there is a need that I haven't advocated for. Right. You know, yeah. so, and the need is that I want to be celebrated. 
I yeah. want to be a value. And the thing is, is that too, it's like I grew up in a household where I say my biggest problem is I was hugged too much as a child. Mm. I was told I was special too often, right. which is why I feel entitled to love, which is why I struggle with discomfort. Interesting. And so, for example, in that moment where I'm critical of someone on social media, like, oh, like they're, you know, I'm just as good as, as talented as them or whatever. What I really need to do is be able to show up and celebrate my, myself. Mm. I need to be able to t tell myself, Jamie, you know, like you are great at what you do. You're totally capable. And it's also coming from this scarce mindset as well, thinking that by them being successful, they're taking something from me. Mm. But, and oftentimes what I try to do is, you know what, that's actually a sign that I need to be celebra celebrating people more that I need to be actively going out there and really being a champion for other people. Because as Kelsey's taught me, like she's been a great kind of role model in that for mm. me, but that's, that's how you embody abundance mm. is that you celebrate and champion other people because you know that everyone has a little skid mark of greatness in the world. <laughs> you know, everyone yeah. has, a skid everybody mark does. Everybody everyone does. does. And that's yeah. why like, you know, you becoming so successful at what you do is not taking anything from me and me becoming so successful at something is not taking anything from you because your mm. aunt, you have this beautiful, unique voice mm. that is yours to claim. And I really believe that we, and, and that's where we're going to go, you know, if we go back to embodying our essence, mm. but when we're at that place, being more from ego, more externally, we've given our power away. So we're actually powerless, which is why we feel threatened by the power of others. Yeah. But when we come at it from a place where we feel internally powerful, because we're connected to our inner world, mm. we feel so powerful, but we're connected to the power of others. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a really, um, that's been a big kind of learning curve for me where it's, you know, anytime that I move in that space, it's me giving my power away because my power is in me being connected to myself is in me being able to be a champion for myself mm. and just know that we all have a really unique imprint that we're here to put on the world. Mm. And there's space for all of us to exist in, you know, beautiful cohesion with each other. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think we all have a special gift to give to the world and it usually yeah, comes from our, from our deepest pain, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I really think, um, have you read the book, the big leap? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, yeah. I just read that recently and I fucking love that book. Um, you know, and I believe we have a lot of gifts, but I really believe that our true superpower, like ultimately what we're here to do is the area that's been our greatest area of vulnerability, transforming that areas where our most powerful part of ourselves is located. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you've struggled with, you know, health, you've had a really poor relationship with your health. And like, mm -hmm. for me, I've been a hypochondriac a lot of my life and I have a lot of fear around like death, a lot mm -hmm. of fear around, getting a terminal illness or a disease or whatever. And so for me, actually, and I've had this real unconscious belief that I'm just an unhealthy person. Right. And so for me, actually, to be able to heal my health, which is, is actually contains its most um, 
you know, higher self spiritual component, be able to transform and evolve that area. And mm. so if we really look like what our deepest, deepest area of vulnerability is, like those areas often really locate where our greatest power is. Yeah. Yeah. And my, um, my biggest fear is being incompetent and mm. not being good enough. Right. Yeah. So like, that fucking stops me from doing a lot of things. It paralyzes me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like that's what I'm working towards, towards yeah. doing. And it's um, like you said at the start, it's being um, becoming more um, comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know, mm -hmm. and learning how to um, embrace more discomfort, right? That's actually how you get more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Because once you've done that hard thing, then you know that you can do that hard thing again. So it's well, yeah, and like, and then that uncomfortable thing now becomes more comfortable, and you've claimed more comfortable things. Yeah, I, I like to think of it like you know, people live in their comfort zone. Actually, um, you know, the people who live in their comfort zone actually are the most uncomfortable people because they're the ones with the biggest discomfort zone. If you look people that live in their comfort zone, this yeah. is like their comfort zone, whereas they have this massive discomfort zone. So they have right. all these things they're uncomfortable of. Mm. But every time you stray outside of that comfort zone, you're literally getting more comfortable pillows to bring into your comfort zone because you're slowly transforming discomfort into comfort. Mm. Because, you know, for example, doing this podcast, at first it's really just uncomfortable. Yeah. With every time a little bit more uncomfortable, eventually it's going to be so fucking comfortable. You're going to be sitting there in a fucking Speedo, smoking a fucking cigar with <laughs> like swimming goggles on your face. And you're going to be riffing these fucking Buddha-esque shit out of your fucking butthole. Yeah, and man. it's going to be the most profound thing. And you're, you, you know, are going to put such minimal effort. In, you know, you still have to put effort into it, but it's going to be comfortable and it's going yeah. to feel like flow and it's going to feel easy so you're actively expanding your comfort zone so yeah. you're actually engaging in ways to allow yourself to make yourself feel more comfortable which is so beautiful yeah that's it man it's um yeah and it's like it all comes like all entwined together like even confidence right and yeah i think you taught me this it was um so for anybody listening i actually did a bit of coaching with jamie um yeah buddy a bit of love and love and relationship coaching but yeah um, so I think you taught me to how to build confidence is building competence. So the more competence we have in an area, the more confident we feel. Mm. So it all intertwines into, into everything. Right. So, you know, the more I do the podcast, the more I can build evidence and, and say, look, I am competent. Yeah. Then that's gonna, that's gonna, um, give me more confidence. It's so, going to create fucking swagger, brother. Swagger. <laughs> it's going to create swagger. Like, honestly, like, for example, when I got into coaching, I was like struggling with imposter syndrome. I'm like, how am I going to coach these people? And I was like, and the way that I combated my fear of incompetency was like, I'm going to read a book every week. Now I read two books every week. And that is, and I feel like I'm in conversation and I'm like, I can fucking make it rain out here. You know what I mean? Because just the amount of stuff I've been reading and that yeah. has really helped me feel less like a fraud, make mm. me feel less like an imposter when I'm in a coaching session. And then obviously doing more coaching sessions and feeling more and more capable 
And holy fuck. And you know, what you'll find from doing this podcast is how fucking capable you have always been. It was mm. just the fear. It was the anticipation of the failure, which, you know, I feel like with people who struggle with incompetency, which is you and I, we become, paral- we become paralyzed with fear in an action mm. rather than becoming an action-oriented failure. Mm. Um, I have this one client who was struggling with this. And what I told her to do was to praise your failures, mm. was to bless your fucking mess. And my homework assignment for her Ooh, is I like action- that. Bless your fucking mess. Bless your fucking mess. And yo, my homework for her was to throw a celebration of failure. You know, people throw a fucking celebration of light. She's in a couple weeks throwing a failure party where she's celebrating her mess, inviting everyone over instead of writing fucking new year's resolutions. They're going to invite, they're, they're going to talk about how fucking bad they are. They're going to talk about their shitty ass failures. You know, they're going to be write them down because those are lessons because you know, success is the process of failure. Mm-hmm. The most successful people on the planet are those who have failed the most. And actually by failing, you're in process of becoming successful. You're actually in action. And the thing is, when we're so afraid of failure, the thing that really takes us down is that we fail. And all of a sudden, rather than showing up for ourselves, we turn against ourselves. Mm. We are like, you're a piece of shit. And the sabotage pattern, the raccoon fucking sabotage pattern begins. But what would happen if we actually changed the energy flow from being super negative? So, you know, say we failed. Say, say us in this podcast, um, we did the shittiest podcast. And mm. this is an amazing podcast and I'm loving it. Um, but say it was, it was terrible and say like I was speaking like I was fucking having a stroke and I was just like <laughs> saying the shittiest things. It's like, Jamie, you're the worst fucking guest. And I get off the podcast and I'm like, Jamie, you are a fucking cunt. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you are so bad. You are so dumb. No one wants to hear you. But what if I changed the flow of emotion and mm. I started dancing and I was like, Jamie, you fucking failed on that podcast so fucking that was beautiful failure oh my god you were fucking terrible you were so fucking successful at being awful yeah. oh my god you were like the most successful bad podcast cast guest ever and all of a sudden we put up a, a bit of a different emotion to the failure and we actually blessed the failure because that failure was now a lesson mm. because what did we learn through that and and you know if we're going to be successful at something, let's be successful at failing. Let's be really fucking amazing at failing. And now, you know, because all these neural pathways are created from emotions and thoughts, Mm. but what if we attach different emotions to the failure? Then what we do is we limit the sabotage. Yeah. We all of a sudden we bless the failure as this beautiful thing. I am so successful at failing and we're so fucking good at failing. We're amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to integrate this. Dude, praise your fucking mistakes. Yeah, man. And celebrate them because, um, you know, failing, it's way better to be an action-oriented failure than someone who's paralyzed in an action. And I think with guys like you and I and just anyone listening, if you struggle with incompetence, if that is like your core wound, it is your mantra is to be an action-oriented failure and praise your failures as gifts from God. Yeah. You know, and that just changes the emotions that you attach to the failure. And what it basically does is, 
you know, because failures happen like dominoes. I failed, and then we turn against ourselves, the dominoes unfold, and we go into a really negative spiral, right? Right. right. But what, what, what would happen if we limit that, and then we're able, our bounce back time is so much quicker, mm. you know? Mm, totally, man. It's like two different mindsets. It's like scarcity mindset and then growth mindset. So like the scarcity mindset is you fail, you fuck up, you turn against yourself, you treat yourself like a piece of shit, you say all the bad things, negative things to yourself, and it's the self-sabotage spiral down, 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 down. But if we can go into the growth mindset and be like, dude, you are the best, shittiest podcast guest in the world. Like, you fucked that up so good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, like yeah. Like, I, what am I going to learn from this, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause, because shit happens to people all the time. Yeah. And it really is just the way they view the situation. And I used to be like this. I used to be like, oh, the fucking world's against me. You know, why the fuck did this happen? You know, blah, blah, blah. But now when things happen, mm. sometimes I do start to go down that, you know, that route. And I, tell, yeah. I start telling myself, but I have to, I catch myself. I'm like, no, you've got a choice here. You've got a choice on how you respond to this, right? You can either be sad and miserable. Mm right? Which is okay, I think for a little bit, but yeah. like get yourself out of it by saying, what can I learn from this? Mm. You know? And yeah. um, I think, yeah, I think there's so much fucking beauty in that because that's how we grow. The, the yeah. failure yeah. is the lesson. And then, yeah, and then it just calls more, um, it calls more growth into our lives. Man, it, everything in life is the stories we tell ourselves. Everything in life. And what happens is we build these stories and these stories are basically what we've attached from our thoughts and emotions. Hmm. And stories are these connections that we have made that have become made of concrete through repetitive thought and emotion. And for example, like I was coaching this, one of my clients and we're working through her, her father leaving, like her father left the family. Okay. And so we're working through that. And so so as we're processing through that, what I asked her, I was like, what do you love the most about yourself? What do you think is the, you know, what are you most proud of yourself for? What do you think is greatest about you? And she started to talk about like her resilience and her ambition and, um, you know, basically her ability to be independent, to be, the big thing was resilience. And I was like, do you think you would have been as resilient if your father was there? And she's mm -hmm. like, you know, probably not as resilient. So I was like, your father leaving, he did you a favor mm. because you, what you love most about you would not have been possible if you had your father in the picture. Yeah. Your dad is your greatest spiritual teacher. Mm. Your father's absence made you exactly who you are. Your father's mm. absence gave the best things about you. And it was supposed to happen because you were meant to carve out this beautiful resilience. Mm. And, you know, and then we're working through the stuff and, and we were meant to do the work that we were doing. But, um, you know, the story that she told herself, you know, was obviously there's a lot of grief and there's a lot of anger with that. But, you know, if we can kind of reframe the story and be like, you know, what is the most traumatizing thing that has happened to me actually is the very thing that created what is greatest about me. Hmm. And, you know, I needed my father to not be there to be able to establish this resiliency and, 
he actually did you a favor. Mm. And then now what you have is this really heartbreaking thing has become this hero's journey. This journey where your father was meant to leave so you could become the resilient son of a fucking bitch that you are. Yeah. So you could be powerful and you could be independent. And that is a, like your most natural gifts were brought to you by the circumstances in which you grew up. Yeah. However painful or traumatizing those circumstances might be, what is your greatest natural gifts that you're going to give to people and inspire people, you would not have without the circumstances you grew up. It's mm -hmm. like when I go back to the fact that I was hugged too much as a child, I have this natural gift to have the confidence and courage to freely be myself because I was given the gift of space by my parents to be who I was. I was given support to cultivate my self-expression. That is the natural gift that I give to people. That is in my cells. Mm -hmm. By me just being who I am, I inspire other people by being myself and I, I call people more forward into their self-expression. I have all my work around incompetency and self-inflation and all these things, which is the underbelly, which is the shadow of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So the ways our parents were able to love us, bring us these natural gifts that we naturally inspire other people and the ways that they were not able to love us are the mm -hmm. ways in which they've left for us to learn how to love ourselves, mm -hmm. which is our work. That is our soul evolution. Those ways they couldn't love us just by, because they were the children of parents, they were acting through their own adaptations. Mm -hmm. They passed the baton was like, I wasn't able to, I've mm. given you this. Yeah. In the movie of your life, your hero story is taking this baton of the love I couldn't give you and running with it and making this the story of your fucking transformation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> fucking hell. Um, we went deep in there, eh? Oh, dude. I think that went deeper than that crystal that's in your butthole. Oh, God. I think, it, dude, I th I'm pretty sure the crystal naturally penetrated deeper while I was speaking all that shit. <laughs> I like it went all the way. Like the idea was Just I wanted sucked to, up. dude, I wanted to penetrate my root chakra because I wanted to like have this kind of awakening moment here. And I was like, my root chakra, like, you know, I want to like inflame it and put it on fire. So now I feel like there's like tiger bomb on you know, my tailbone right now from this <laughs> just penetrating up. It feels fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever put tiger bomb on your balls? I don't think I have. Have you? Yeah, man. We used to do, when we were um, in uh, high school, we had this challenge. It was called like the tiger bomb challenge. Yeah. And we used to tiger put, ball challenge. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We used to put tiger bomb on our balls and yeah. like, see if we could, well, we had to, um withstand it right so yeah we'd see who would be in the most pain right but like it was really really bad but then after about 10 minutes it was really really soothing like it oh, was it God, felt really eh? good yeah and then so it went from like it started off as vix you know like vix uh vapor rub okay like, so like vix aren't vix cough drops too yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah okay, but there's like yeah, this yeah. this rub that you put on your chest when you got a cold and it anyway it was, it was, it was mild. It was a mild burn. And then it went to deep heat and then it went to um, tiger balm. And then okay. it went to this thing called Denka rub extra heat gel. And it oh, was like, God. yeah, it was fire. And it was just the best to watch like your mates just put it on and just like be in agony for 10 minutes. But then afterwards they'd be like sitting like you just like really casual and just enjoying, enjoying the soothing 
mm. sensation of their balls. Dude, that's a great metaphor for life because a path of ease is by via temporary discomfort. Oh, the most ease filled life is through temporary discomfort. Your commitment to discomfort is actually your commitment to a life of ease. Can and you so, explain a bit more on that? So your tiger ball experiment was you fucking, you know, without even knowing it, you were unlocking the pathway of your fucking transformation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you think about it like this, like say you're like in a relationship and there's kind of like an elephant in the room and like you want to have this ease filled, really connected relationship. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of your pathway to ease in that relationship is through all the hard conversations. Oh yeah. Through you having the hard conversations and then now you, and now you have freedom in that relationship because, because you've endured all those temporary moments where your palms are sweaty. Oh my God, we're, we're having the children conversation. We're talking about all this shit. I've never, I'm, I've never had these type of conversations in a fucking relationship. I'm losing my shit. I need a fucking crystal in my butthole right now. And, <laughs> and then we have this conversation and we feel fucking free. Yeah. The relation, the connection feels, feels like ease. You know, mm. you know, in a relationship, when you're having all the conversations, there's a lightness to your connection. You mm. and your partner look at each other and it's like, there's no shit in our connection. Our connection is free. We have no shame individually of anything we're holding on to. We're not withholding everything. You know, that's why like when we release our shame, put everything out there. Now we're free. Mm. We're light. Heaviness is shame. Yeah. Heaviness in the body is because you're holding on to truths that you haven't expressed. And so that's how we open up the channels is through getting rid of our shame. Now, now we don't need it. We don't need a butt crystal. You know what I mean? <laughs> because we've, we've, we've plunged out all that shame and now we're a, a free bird. There's a lightness to it. And so the mm. discomfort is, you know, your commitment to doing the hard thing for the reward of ease and, you know, balls that feel, you know, beautifully tingly <laughs> on the other end. So it's the temporary yeah. discomfort of doing the hard thing is what brings you ease. And, it, and it's like, you know, a life of ease. It's like doing the hard thing of quitting your job that you don't like and starting the business that mm. makes you feel more aligned and more connected. And now your life has more ease in it. Mm. There was so much discomfort of like quitting your boss and being like, sorry, this job's not right for me. There was a discomfort of telling your parents, I quit my stable job. Um, you know, you would help me through school to mm. get a degree in this job so I could get this job and now I'm fucking quitting. And there's a discomfort of maybe looking at your friendship circles and be like, I'm not so connected to these, these friends. Maybe I'm gonna go try and find a soul pod where they actually understand my soul and the connections mm. feel like ease. And there's that discomfort of being alone of facing that isolation of being on your own while you're in transition to finding more of that soul pod so your life can feel more ease. Mm. Every moment we commit to being uncomfortable is committing to longevity of ease. Mm. Fuck yes. Are Holy your balls shit, bro. tingly right now? <clears throat> they are. They are Dude, very my tingly. Are, my balls are tingly and my anus is on fire. <laughs> Dude, funny. I listened to... Um, a podcast of yours and Kelsey's. Yeah. So if anybody listening, Jamie's partner, Kelsey Grant. Um, the extraordinary Kelsey Grant. The extraordinary Kelsey Grant. Um, they have their own, they have their own podcast. It's called the power couple podcast. And they talk about things about, you know, relationships and um, 
different things that can help your relationship thrive. And the intros are fucking always so hilarious. And the story time. Oh yeah. So you guys were chatting about how you had the microphone that didn't pick up from both ways. So you had to sit next to each other as opposed to sitting across from each other. Right. Right. Staring. You were staring at your painting on the wall. Uh, Me. I'm staring at that same painting right now. (laughs) And you were, uh, what well, Kelsey was explaining the what the painting was, and you kept butting in and trying to tell people what the painting was, but it actually isn't. So you're just driving something totally different. Like she was like, "So it's Jamie sitting there," and you're like, "Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a white rug. I'm naked." And she's like, "No, you're not naked. You're in a tuxedo, sitting there." And you're like, "Yeah, I've got grapes in my mouth, and I'm spreading my ball sack to make it look like a bat wing." <laughs> That's what I said. Oh what God. the fuck? Yo, I've never dude, heard I, anybody say that before in my life. I love, I love how I'm here talking about essence and I'm staring at a fucking picture, a portrait of myself. Yeah, so Kelsey told me about that when you guys first started dating, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, this guy's a bit narcissistic. Yeah. And then, oh, but, oh, because of the painting? Yeah, so that yeah. was my view. I was like... Yeah. So my view and it was like, he has a painting on the wall so he can look at himself all day. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. But your actual reason why you have that painting is because you want to be a work of art and like you want to continually grow and be, be a work of art. Is that right? Uh, okay. Well, like the reason why I got it was because I was recording these videos of me in a tuxedo and it was like a meta comedy joke where it was like, I'm a man in a tuxedo sitting in front of a portrait of a man in a tuxedo. So it was just uh, kind of like, you know, the joke inside of the joke kind of, it was just like a weird kind of idea. Cause I was like, I want to record these YouTube videos. What am I gonna use? I'm like, let's just get a picture of me wearing the exact same things I'm going to be wearing in front of it. So it was more <laughs> like kind of a comedy meta uh, okay. joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then people would come over to like, you know, pre-drink before going out or something. And they'd walk in and there's this big portrait of me in a tuxedo. And they're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, a lot of things I'm seeing someone about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh man, you know, you're going to have oh. to listen to the one we did today. Um, those stories are ridiculous. Cause I literally, I make that up on the spot. Yeah. I started to, to realize that you did that. Like you well, started like, to make that shit up on the spot. It's like all read the Wikipedia of what the movie's about and get the names and I'll read that once. And then I'll basically be like, I don't know what's going to come out. Yeah. And, and I just try to piece it together on the spot. And so that's why they're so chaotic. They are fucking very chaotic, but I think <laughs> like, yeah, it just, <laughs> that's what's wonderful about you, man, is like, you're, <laughs> you're so knowledgeable. Um, but it, it comes off, it comes across as chaos, but also so like um, relatable. Mm. And then, and then like even in your, to- your coaching calls, it's just so like, I don't know, you can just, you just come across so fucking beautiful. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's so, I don't know, like you're chaos, you're funny, but it's all, it, it all comes across so, so good in the end. I don't know how you do it. It's just mm. fucked up. I really so. appreciate. I and I really appreciate that, man. That was that was. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Um, you know the image that came to me as you were saying that 
Have you seen the movie Twister? You know, the one with Helen Hunt? No. Well, it was about this tornado, this really destructive tornado. And I like to consider myself like a tornado. And like, the, because the inside of a tornado is really beautiful. When you get inside of it, it's kind of like this work of art. So on yeah. the outside, it's like, chaos, like a destructive tornado. And then you get on the inside and it's like, Oh, you know, it, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's a little more peaceful and there's like, yeah. there's a cow spinning around, but it's playing a violin yeah. and, there's, and there's fucking, you know, like a house flailing off, but it's, you know, playing like piano keys. And it's like this weirdly, it's kind of like organized chaos in like yeah. a really musical way. And that's the thing, your descriptions, when you talk, your descriptions are so visual like you can visualize them with as you're describing something like that like a cow in a fucking tornado playing a piano you could you just visualize it straight away mm. i feel like when i explain things i'm just all over the shop and people don't understand what the fuck i'm talking about but and you and i are just a couple tornadoes here it's all brother and i just want to say man like like i'm so again i know i said this at the beginning but i'm so proud of you and everything you're doing um and your evolution and you starting this podcast and I just want you to know how competent and capable and intelligent you are. And I just want you to make sure you remind yourself of that. And um, anytime you need a bit of a blow up or anything, just give me a call, shoot me a message and I'll yeah. fucking, I'll fucking pump your tires and put a, I'll, I'll, I'll put a fucking crystal up your asshole myself. Man. <laughs> you fly all the way from Vancouver, Canada to do that for me. I'll do it with the holy <laughs> crystal. It'll be a fucking pilgrimage where I'm going to insert this crystal into ants anus. I'm and I'm going to do it. <laughs> Perfect. mate. Perfect. Um, alrighty. So I think we're coming up nearly like the hour mark or maybe a bit over. I don't know. How long, I haven't got it. How long have we been talking for? I have no fucking idea. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even know how to check that. So it's four. It's four twenty-five my time, but but you're in Australia. I don't know if that means anything. So we jumped on at three. So it's been an hour and a half. Fucking hell! Yeah, it's been man. like an hour and a quarter, probably. Yeah. Wow, I got lost in that. Um, well, I did want to talk to you about some other things, but that's okay. We can do another potty another day. Dude, I, I'm I, and I'm down to podcast with you anytime because you and I know each other. So I know that I can just bring my full yeah. weird self and yeah. it'll be, and I'll be welcome. You know, yeah. other podcasts, I'm like, you know, clenching my ass cheeks and <laughs> trying to like, be like, a, be like a good boy yeah. and not say anything too offensive. You know? yeah, exactly and with right. you, I know I can just spread my ass cheeks and get all over the place, you know? Absolutely, man. Fucking oath. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, I do want to ask you a couple of questions before we go, just some sure. finishing questions. Yeah. Um, so do you have a morning routine that sets you up for the day every yeah. morning? Um, and what does it look like? Yeah. So first thing when I get up is I make my bed and I make my bed like a work of art. Right. Ask Kelsey in another lifetime. I'm a Filipino hotel maid. <laughs> like I would school a fucking hotel of maids at how to make a bed. I, it takes me like 15 minutes to make my bed. 15 minutes? I make sure there's no fucking creases. I pat down every fucking pillow. Wow. Um, so, I, and I, so I'll put on some music or a podcast or something or an audiobook, and I make my bed like a work of art because that's the step one is the accomplishment of making your bed. Yeah. You know, because really the purpose um, of life is learning how to wipe your own asshole successfully. Mm. And so it's a successful day, even if I just made the bed. Hmm. I did something. I'm competent. 
I made this bed. So I make the bed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing about wiping your own ass off. Anyway. Well, just because, you know, we're like, oh, you know, we got to be so successful. You know what? You got up, you went to the bathroom, you have a clean asshole at the end of the day, you succeeded. You wiped your asshole, you have a shit free asshole, you are crushing it. Yeah. Because sometimes that's a successful day. Hmm. You're going through depression, a breakup. If, if, if you're going through a hardcore breakup, you're dealing with grief. Someone yeah. you really love passed away and all you do in that day is wipe your own asshole. You are a fucking success. And you got to tell yourself that, right? Yes. It's that yeah. old thing. Praise your mistakes. Praise your butt wipes, brother. <laughs> and, and so I'll make my bed and then I always meditate for 15 minutes. Um, sometimes I'll do a silent meditation where, you know, I'm trying to be fucking thoughtless and all that stuff. And then other times I like to manifest my meditation. So for example, mm. I'm writing a TV show right now and cause I'm also a screenwriter. And for the past year and a half, I've had this idea for this show. I finally wrote the pilot and every morning for 15 minutes, I'll meditate the show on Netflix. I'll right. meditate like, like opening up my computer and going to the comedies like recently added. And there's my show. It's, it's called Kombucha. It's about a spiritual commune in Southern California. It's, okay. it, it's, it's a comedy. And it's just me making fun of self-development in the spiritual world. <laughs> and um, and um, so I'll imagine my show on Netflix and do an active meditation. And then from there, it, you know, and I'll have a smoothie. I'll go usually go get coffee at a place by my house. And then um, I'll either read or if I have a coaching call, first thing, I'll jump on a coaching call. Yeah. Or if I don't have a coaching call, I'll usually write first thing. Okay. Yes. So um, with your meditations, so I meditate every morning and I think it's key to setting yourself up for the day, but I struggle with it a lot and I know a lot of people do. Um, So I do 10 minutes and I've been doing guided meditations. Like I'll jump on a YouTube and just type in mindfulness meditation and then I put the earphones in and, but you know, like, so it's a guided meditation. They're trying to tell you, yeah. what to do like think of this or like breathe focus on your breathing blah blah, blah. but i yeah. find myself just thinking about the most random shit yeah. and i yeah. feel like i'm manifesting more yeah. than i am meditating like when i'm yeah. doing this so it's interesting how you said that you set intentions while you meditate so yeah. i was thinking maybe if i started doing it doing that it might be better for me than actually trying to just block everything out because yeah, like doing more of an active meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because people say, and like, like Kelsey and I are in this meditation club where we meditate every Tuesday night and we set intentions and we manifest and stuff. And like, I, so sometimes meditation can be good just to observe your thoughts, just mm. to be like, oh, there's that thought there. And just observing what's coming through as opposed yeah. to like condemning, fuck you, Jamie. Why do you have this thought of this burrito right now? You know? <laughs> Be like, oh, there's a burrito. Look at this burrito. That looks delicious. If you it's know? a if it's a Whole Foods burrito on Fourth Avenue, I know why you think of those because they are oh, fucking yeah. delicious. Well, that's what love is. You know what I mean? Love should not feel like crack. Love should feel like your soul is eating a burrito by a fire. Oh, mate, and that's a conversation for another day, right? I we didn't even fucking talk about relationships. <laughs> I love it. We didn't even I'm talk a, about. I'm a love and relationship coach. Let's talk about fucking heroes journeys and i don't know um, we talked under, but we didn't, but this we didn't is even talk about under functioning i know we didn't we didn't talk dude but it, but we, we we talked about kelsey's the one who advocated this for me 
um, always, because I would always criticize, oh, I didn't say what I wanted to say. And she's like, whatever came through you was supposed to come through. So whatever this podcast is right now, this was what it was supposed to be. Energetically, you and I colliding in this Mm. moment, what came through was what this was supposed to be. And it's beautiful. Yeah, man. And that's why I kind of wanted to free flow because with Mark, I sort of had an outline of things that I wanted to ask him and yeah. sort of, it was, it was kind of scripted and it, it, it kind of made me not be present. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas the free flowing, like when I sat down with Jules, I didn't have anything. I just free flowed, even though I know Jules, right. And it was yeah. a lot easier, but it was more free flowing. And I feel like it was the same with you. Very yeah. free flowing because yeah. I didn't, I didn't, outline and script how i wanted the podcast to be i just was like no i'll just let it be what it is and it like as soon as you saw mark with that fucking terminator podcast you're like i I gotta fucking be on my game here yeah exactly i was like this motherfucker's he's bringing his a game yeah he's got this fucking studio of a podcast here shit i gotta make sure i'm on my game (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised it wasn't all blacked out with sound deadening walls and all the shit I know, and he's got like he's got a bunch of workers in the background, like making sure it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. um, all righty. So, last question. Yeah. Um, what What book are you reading right now, and what are you learning from it? Grounded Spirituality by Jeff Brown, who I've talked a lot about. Oh, you did say that at the start. Yeah. Yeah, I literally just started. Like, I just finished the introduction or the the preface. So. Um, I haven't learned a ton yet. I mean, every page is like oozing with fucking value. But um, I guess the big thing, and I had read his first book before, so it kind of carries over, but that spirituality is your connection to reality. That, you know, people who are look, you know, some people are looking for an enlightened moment, whereas he was looking for an enlightened way of being. Mm. You rise up to meet God you don't go and find God. God is within you. So it's ascending with the feet on the ground. So it's this whole idea, like say you go to church every Sunday to repent your sins and going to be closer to God, but then you go back into your patterns in your life because you haven't excavated your traumas or your inner emotional terrain. And you go back into the simple ways of being, Mm. whereas the pathway to God is a pathway of working with your very humanness, of unbecoming all the masks and identities working with your trauma, um, building a cohesive unit between mind, body, soul, and your emotional world. Um, and it's just your connection to reality, both dark and light, light mm-hmm. shadow and dark shadow. And so just his, his whole um, take on spirituality, it's called grounded spirituality. It's the combination of like Eastern and Western philosophies. The Western philosophy being healing your inner emotional terrain. And the Eastern philosophy is more um, more woo woo, you know, removing of the ego, um, unity consciousness and kind of bringing those together. Mm. Whereas spirituality is essentially just our vast complex humanness. Mm. It's good shit. eh? beautiful man. Well, uh, I'll have to put that on the, on the list. So do you, do you read hard copies or do you, are you an audio book dude? I'm, I usually have one hard, hard copy and one audio book going at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, but the ground and then I'm listening to an audio book called silently seduced, which is about boys who are meshed with their mothers and about covert and overt incest in the family. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that sounds heavy. 
Yeah, it's about sex addiction and, you know, um, yeah, it, it is a heavy one. So after I read a heavy one, I like to get some something lighter in there. Mm. So definitely something lighter is on the way. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. man. All right. So um, is there anything you would like to plug? Is um, if people want to find more about you, where can they go to check you out, brother? Can I plug my butthole? You already done that. So <laughs> let's like plug something else. Um, yeah. The best way to. Unless find... you're selling your butthole, you can plug that. Oh man. Yeah. I'm just going to send it FedEx. Um, find me on Instagram at, at Jamie.n.ray, R-E-A. That Instagram handle is the fucking worst at Jamie.n.ray. It, like I wish it was something cooler, like radical self-love, you know? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> She's got a fucking cool Instagram handle. I, I know. And create the love. Like that's another good one. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Also, you can check out mine and my partner Kelsey's podcast, the Power Couple podcast on Apple and Spotify. And then the last thing you can check out our relationship school, mm. which is legendaryloveacademy.com. And we have a membership site called the love legends love legends academy that we're launching in the next month or two on there so check us out yeah, ladies dude. And gents all righty man thank you very much for coming on and uh appreciate the fuck out of you and all your wisdom i appreciate you too brother man and thank you so much for having me on man let's definitely jam again this was yeah. a lot of fun and um yeah, man, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and take out my crystal. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's leave it at that. So good, Ant.